0: Hey friends, welcome to Clear On Life. How do you take on a creative project that is bigger than yourself, with many responsibilities and a lot of unknowns? The project in question here is the television travel docuseries Fly Brother with Ernest White II, and my guest is, you guessed it, Ernest White II. He's the show's host and producer. The show is currently airing in the United States on public television stations and Create TV Worldwide. He's also the founder of Presidio Pictures, a film and TV and digital media studio focused on LGBTQ, BIPOC, and senior elder narratives. He has appeared on the Travel Channel's Destination Showdown and Jamaica Baird. Ernest is also a prolific writer with works featured in Time Out London, USA Today, National Geographic, TravelChannel.com, and many, many more. His obsessions include South Africa, Sao Paulo, and Rita Hayworth. Enjoy.
1: Clear on life. Clear on
0: life. Clear on life.
1: The Clear on Life podcast:
0: the journey of finding purpose, meaning, and clarity in life. Welcome to the Clear on Life podcast. Ernest, welcome to Clear On Life.
1: How's it going? I'm good, Jazz. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate
0: you for uh, taking the time to uh, do this interview with me. Hey, anytime, my brother. I'm always available for you. Thanks, brother. So, tell me about your project that you're working on sounds like a big deal sure sure man one of the many projects that i'm working
1: on Uh (laughs) actually right now it's a television travel series called fly brother with ernest white ii it's a series about friendship and connection around the world In it, I go to visit friends in different places. They bring me into their community, show me what they love about the place, and we show the audience that the whole world is our tribe. And uh, right now, it is rolling out on public television stations around the country, and we will also be premiering on Create TV, the cable network, on August 10th.
0: And so you can
1: find out more by checking your local listings or visiting our website at flybrother.net.
0: So, it sounds like a huge project in terms of the amount of work that you would have to put into this. It is massive, immense, vast, and profound. All of those things. <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious in what ways is this uh, massive? I guess like the number of people involved. Actually, no, it's been a surprisingly
1: small crew. Ah. It's just in the the learning curve was incredibly steep. I had never done a television series before, and certainly not one as an independent producer. Mm -hmm. And so as a storyteller, that part comes naturally to me, just engaging with people and and having conversation. Traveling also was something that came natural to me just because I felt compelled from an early age to be out in the world to connect with people across cultures and and just to learn. So that was was the easy part Mm. the challenges came in learning how to to be fully possessed of myself while on camera to just the ins and outs of visual storytelling coming from a writer's perspective Uh, and then also learning the business of television and the business of public television sometimes being an artist i don't know if you've ever seen the lego movie yeah. Where the Unikitty is like on the table, going business, 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 numbers. <laughs> like <laughs> that's my favorite part of that movie because, like, I get it. Like that whole section of just uh, it being beyond my understanding until uh-huh. it wasn't beyond my
0: uh-huh. understanding. So there were quite a few things that were new for you in this process.
1: Yes, more things that were new for me than than were old.
0: I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, that I mean, that sounds sort of intimidating it's ridiculously
1: intimidating. I was going to say it's hella intimidating, but I'm not from the San Francisco Bay Area originally, so I don't want to claim ownership to that, but it just felt appropriate in the moment. It's hella intimidating, man. <laughs> like yeah, like there's it, it there's just so much you don't know. There's so much out there kind of to learn and you're constantly learning.
0: What's striking to me is that I you're talking about there's so much unknown. Stepping into the unknown Mm. and learning all these new things and just figuring your way around through this. A lot of people would be intimidated, but you seem like you're glowing out there and smiling about it right now. So, what's the deal?
1: (laughs) Well, it's more just because, like, we're vibing. (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah, man, we're doing the thing. But um, I would say part of it is the, the fact that, you know, honestly, it's a calling, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that, it's a project, it's a mission that I was chosen for by a higher power, the universe, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that that is known. You know, I didn't set out to create some travel series
0: for television. So so when you say it's a calling, is it also then, it is such a calling, did it become a responsibility in some ways? I would say it's always been that, and it's always the level of responsibility
1: has always existed. For me, I've also been lucky or blessed enough to recognize that responsibility Uh because I grew up in a family that owned their responsibility to society, to the community. My parents are both teachers. They're retired now. Uh, my mom's 82 years old. She just, 82 years young. You know, she just had her birthday last week. My father's 73. My parents were career teachers, high school level in my hometown of Jacksonville, Florida, but they also were very active in community service projects and engaging with their friends to, to do things to be uh, a source of support and of development and growth for people
0: it's worth discussing then how this project came to be just, sure could you give give us a brief rundown on how this started because it seems like it's it, it was a big deal with a lot of unknowns and if some something like that just comes someone's way they might turn turn it down because uh you know that's not for me that's just way too much work or that's just
1: well sure i would say that it didn't all of a sudden just show up as one thing you know Mm -hmm. it didn't show up as you're going to do this show that will appear on public television you know it it was incremental you know it was gradual even though some of that the gradation was quite steep And, uh, you know, as I was saying, like, I've been kind of groomed in a way because I grew up in a community, in a family where people were already focused beyond just themselves and their own individual lives.
0: Would you say then along those lines, is this a
1: service? 100%. Okay. Uh, I would say not only is it a service just in terms of the story itself as a show that focuses on friendship and connection mm-hmm. at a time when we've never needed that awareness more mm-hmm. and at a time that has never really in our lifetimes anyway, shown up as proof that we're connected, that mm-hmm. we've got community, that we are, you know, really all one, you know, kind of, again, I know it's a bit woo woo, but look at the fact that the pandemic is happening, showing us that we're connected from a health and wellness perspective. Look at the fact that the, you know, earth, the physical earth that we inhabit is healing in certain areas. Once that human activity, the buzz of it stopped for a little while, you know, showing us that we're very much interrelated to that. Look at what's happening in the wake of the George Floyd assassination. You know, the fact that, people are seeing now, you know, Breonna Taylor, all of the names are representative of the fact that our societies are in need of transformation and healing. And all of that is happening as an example of showing us that we, and as, as an example of us being connected. And my show is in service to
0: that. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. And what I'm getting from that is that there's this service element sure and it's a big deal project with a lot of unknowns so it's it's a journey absolutely you, you know and it's bigger than you
1: 100 percent, you know the show is called fly brother with ernest white ii even though it's something that i let's say birthed if you will it can be handed off to someone else who's able to step into the shoes. It can turn into something, it, whatever else it it can it, it can evolve, mm-hmm. you know, into whatever it needs to evolve into. But the fact that I am not Fly Brother, you know, even though it's something that I came up with, a concept, a persona, even, I think speaks to the fact that it's bigger than me. That it's about all of us.
0: Something being bigger than you, and then you're a part of it, of course, sure. and you're a significant part of it. Does this help with the motivation for doing it? I want to get into that world of what makes you tick in this project. What are the things that come in the way? Let's start with this. Does this help or does this come in the way?
1: No, I think that recognition that it's of greater service is part of the motivation. Mm -hmm. It's part of what gets you through some of the tough spots. It's not the only thing. You know, my own personal gain to come out of it. Let's say, be that financially or uh, professionally, you know, that's only part of it as well. Like those things matter because I'm in a physical body that wants to have gratification in my life. Uh, I live in a society, you know, even you can say what you want about it being a matrix, whatever. Great. okay, but still, I'm in it. It's a game that we're playing. So play the damn game. That's part of it as well. And I would say, you know, one of the challenges is. When you get to a place of trying to to get out of the game, when you get to a place of saying "screw this," it's not what I want. Sometimes you're not allowed to quit. Do you, Do you have that those moments? Of course, are like had those moments. I'm done with this. Absolutely. When you know when the money wasn't there, uh-huh. for example, uh-huh. when you didn't feel like you were in alignment with the people that you were working with, and you just think, yeah, "I could be." A librarian in Santa Cruz, you know, reading books by day and going to the beach in the afternoon kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. that's just as much as I want to run away from the responsibility sometimes or just the the pressure Mm -hmm. of uncertainty, particularly when it comes to the finances. You know, it's everyone who works on a large project has those moments. And yet, you know. I'm still here, which means there is on some level that knowledge that I can't really quit.
0: So what is it that makes you persevere when you're faced with that uncertainty or any kind of uncertainty? Well,
1: I would say there's there, were, there would always be some light at the end of the tunnel, even if that light was uh,
0: like a speck of dust.
1: You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there now, was always something right. that would propel me a little bit forward a little bit more Mm -hmm. and you know it's baby steps to quantum leaps Mm -hmm. and 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 back to baby steps again and but you know it's never all quantum leaps and it's never all baby steps right and so so those that those little bits of advancement if you will are what keep you in the game
0: when the going gets tough you just start taking smaller steps absolutely
1: and those are still wins yeah and i think in this it's important to acknowledge the wins because if you don't, it's often it, it, it the, the struggle screams louder than the wind ever does. Because when you're not eating, when you don't know how your bills are going to get paid, when you don't know how to solve a problem that may show up, you know, that is much more of a, a visceral kind of experience often mm-hmm. than the win, you know? And so, That said, it's important to celebrate those wins because when you don't, all even when you're winning, you're still all you've known up to then is the struggle, and at that point, you become embittered, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. And so when there's the wins are big and small, you know, the small wins are just as important.
0: Right, and it seems like you're in your journey are aware of all these small wins.
1: I'm aware of some of them, uh-huh. uh, there are others that I'm not aware of and I have uh, friends and family members who are able to call them out and call me out and say, hey, stop,
0: mm-hmm.
1: take a beat. Did you see what you just did? Do you recognize the importance of you know having a show that is coming out at a time when people are feeling disconnected? Do you see that you delivered something with a team that is working from home, not working in a studio, but they're able to kind of pull together and get this work done remotely? Those are things that often I kind of get lost in, you know, or when we deliver an episode to the network, you know, instead of saying, whew, all right, let's, let's celebrate the fact that that episode was delivered, I'm sometimes prone to just, all right, now let's get this next one out, you know, and and barely even taking an afternoon off Mm. to kind of revel in the accomplishment.
0: So this is like the opposite of people who get so complacent resting on the laurels of just one small win that they just maybe go nowhere. Whereas the other extreme would be that you're just beating yourself up because no matter how great you do, it's never enough. So you not even acknowledging any of the steps or any of the progress sure
1: workaholism is a thing and it's like other isms you know it's a symptom of a larger problem right right and i will say that one of the wins that i can celebrate is having phenomenal people in my life sharing the journey with me who are watching and can say let's celebrate this, you know, let's, let's, and and I've helped other people celebrate their wins. You know, it's always multi-directional. It's never, uh, that I'm so swamped in work. I'm not able to, to, to be there for people because I am able to be there for people. And I am there for people when I'm able to and vice versa. And I just feel so grateful to have an active community of loved ones.
0: Let's, let's go there. Uh, people in your lives so it seems like it's very very important to have uh, a community around any project like this where they they're serving a purpose absolutely and and of course you're serving them in some ways too otherwise they wouldn't be there sure
1: teamwork makes the dream work and yes i may be the figurehead for this particular project but on other projects, I was the janitor. I you know, clean the toilet and, and, and everything in between. And so you know, there's nothing that I've really experienced in life that didn't involve connection with others. There are, I do spend a lot of time in isolation as an artist, as a creator, and that's very necessary. But it's not for me just to then create and be here with the creation by myself. You know, even if you look at like, let's say procreation, it requires two. And so the idea then is to to really appreciate that community because that is I don't do it for myself and I don't do it by myself.
0: So the theme that I'm seeing in here and I love it is that, you know, there's a project that's bigger than you, way bigger than you, and you're playing a significant role in it. So you have a purpose in there. There are challenges which definitely make it not boring and, in <laughs> fact, give, give it some sort of like a meaning, like you're crossing these hurdles. Sure. You know, if it was super easy, you might get bored. Uh,
1: 100%. Oh, 100%. Right. And if it were super easy, I wouldn't be called into ever larger expansion and impact and affect and effect. You know, all of those things come, grow out of the hurdles
0: that are kind of put in your path. Speaking of super easy... Are there aspects of this project that are easy or they come to you naturally? Can you give me a couple of those? Um, for me, just
1: engaging with people, the conversational aspect of what I do, again, in the show, in each episode, I'm hanging out with my friends and we're having conversation. Right. That's the most natural thing in the world for me to do. Right. So there is that. Things have become easier now mm-hmm. to the point of me even enjoying them. And, and part of that is like being on, t- on like not on TV so much as being in front of the camera and kind of holding the space as I engage with people while being watched that was something I hated before because it makes me vulnerable I have to be seen Mm -hmm. well no one wants that do they and so eventually the exercises that helped me through that included being on camera where somebody could possibly see my little, you know, paunch, my stomach or whatever, and, and not be having a six pack in every episode, and and looking heavier in some episodes than other episodes because of whatever was happening in life at that point, and I might have been eating more than, than before, and so you know, being okay with being that person right. on screen, you know, right. and, and now it is much easier, and I can actually enjoy being myself and, and say, oh, you know, there I am being myself again for better or worse. So that's something that's become easy.
0: Now, there there are times when someone's doing a project or working on something, and it might be a really well-intentioned effort, and they come across a hurdle like what you had, very self-conscious on what's happening on the screen, especially when yes. seeing it. Um, And somehow you just went through with it rather than just stop there and say, okay, that's the reason. That's why I don't do this.
1: Oh, so (laughs) there were moments that I said that Uh and my cameraman, for example, was like, oh, hell no, you're doing this and would not allow me to quit or people who invested in me would not allow me to quit or my parents would not allow me to quit. So... There are times when people have been placed specifically in the journey to to say the right thing, that thing that resonates, you know?
0: And so what's interesting is that this project then is bigger than you in a few different ways. It's bigger than you in terms of like what it's serving. There's a purpose that's bigger than you and you're kind yes. of like, but then also in the day to day. It's bigger than you because if it was just you in your room doing this all by yourself might be a different outcome than when you have this cameraman or your parents or your friends who speak up at the right time so you don't, let's say, quit or take the, the left turn when you wanted to take the right turn. Correct. You know, so it's bigger than you in that it's, it's a team of people, even if they're not an official team. Correct.
1: every single person in my interact there have been people that I have interacted with like a homeless man sitting on a bus stop who has said the exact thing I needed to hear in that moment Mm -hmm. or who has allowed me to say
0: the exact thing that we both needed to hear in that moment let me ask you this about that many people if a homeless man said something to them would just brush it off or just try to run away from it what was it that made you stop and say, "Okay, this is exactly the thing I needed to hear." Or was that in retrospect?
1: No, I mean, I feel like I, when it's the right thing, you know it right away. Number one, and number two, I mean, it's just because it's a homeless man. It's a man. It's a human being. Mm-hmm. So to even look, I grew up in American society too. I've got my the the. I, I don't know what you would. No, sorry, I don't know what you would want to call it, but I have my attitudes and biases like every other human being. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm I've always recognized like a person is a person is a person. So to like, Oh, he's homeless. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean,
0: yeah. And, and that kind of bias or that kind of prejudice will just stop you from experiencing whatever that reality has to give you or that person. Sure.
1: And it doesn't mean that I want to necessarily inhale, That person's body odor, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I I understand people might not wanting to necessarily linger in the space, but at the same time, who knows how that person ended up in that situation? None of us are beyond reproach. None of us have it so figured out that we can't necessarily end up in a situation that we may find despicable or
0: repugnant. Right. You know? So... And that, and that this could apply to anyone or anything. If, if, if a person, regardless of you know, how we perceive them, they are in their society or yes. whatever their history is, gives you a sign in some ways that then connects you further into your path, then you know, it could be the next person and the next person or the next thing. Exactly. Or the next animal. It's all of it.
1: And there have been actual written signs, you know, and you say, oh, that's a sign. And and, and then you see like 99 cent store. Well, that's a sign, too. And the idea is for you to be aware of it, take the sign and also have a sense of humor about it, which is not always easy to do. But there is something to be there's a lesson to be learned in anything.
0: Sense of humor. So being aware being open to it yes. and and then and not being sen- too serious about not it. being too serious yeah. would you say you're too serious about your project or you do you take it with a grain of salt or like do you are, is there a sense of humor
1: to uh to borrow a phrase from the indomitable erica badu i'm an artist and i'm sensitive about my shit
0: <laughs>
1: like my name is Ernest. i'm very serious Believe that if you want (laughs) to. And (laughs) that's what I mean. Like you have to like, yes, I am serious. And yes, I can get very intense about what I'm doing. You know, I do believe in impeccability and I believe in, if I'm putting my name on something, it should be the best that it can be. And at the same time, I live in the world where you don't always get to have things your way. And that sometimes you have to accept that it is the best Possible way it can be given all of the circumstances that are involved surrounding it and that it's still perfect and that imperfection, you know, and that's something not only that it has taken me years to kind of understand, but also years to really embody, to really lean into. And it requires constant practice.
0: Yeah, I love I love the way you can hold seriousness and humor at the same time and that's some magic right there thank you man thank you and it's it is recognizing that
1: both are true you know when things started everyone was already just worn out their nerves were frayed during the pandemic and then to have like the george floyd situation show up which again is really not an old situation it's something that's been in existence for 400 years like that kind of racial iniquity. but what you're seeing now is people it is it's it's on everybody's you know like mobile devices i was going to say television but that actually happened in the 60s but anyway you see it on everybody's mobile device that that's showing up and even in that there was there's room for both and there's room for exhaustion and empowerment so there's also room for seriousness and humor even when it's gallows humor and dark humor you know you just need to know you need to be able to thread that needle of appropriateness and recognize that you saying something may have consequences but in the end everything has to be possible because otherwise how could we get through life
0: and there's also this thing of, if you worry too much about consequences, you might actually just not be fully expressive.
1: If you worry about anything too much, you won't be fully expressive.
0: But, but it has its place.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That, and that's the thing. Like I, Consequences, accountability, responsibility. Right. You know, those things are not punitive. They don't have to be. They allow us to be in the world together because we do show up with so many different experiences, so many different traumas, so many different happinesses. You know, and in order to navigate that, it, there certain structure is required. And that's what I understand consequences and and awareness and political correctness and all of these other things that people kind of push back against it's like political correctness is asking you to be polite to people not just don't be an asshole to somebody right right really it's that simple
0: and there's a skill of balancing balancing your reality of how you express yourself and at the same time be polite nice to others if you can you know and just own it own it
1: yeah And, and and yeah, again, it's, it goes back to the idea of you can have everything.
0: There's no such thing as black and white. And we're, we're you know, you got to find your balance.
1: Correct. Yeah. I would say this, man. The only thing black and white that I enjoy is a good old school Hollywood movie, like All About Eve. Check it out if you haven't. <laughs> Phenomenal <laughs> black and white experience. But in life, I want full technicolor. You know, like I want... It's not even that I want it. It's I need it. We need it. Humans need it. And I think when you, you know, again, when you talk about that balance, I mean, there really, there's consequences to all of it. There's consequences to, and, and, and those consequences really are just experience on right. one level or another, you right. know. And, yes, you can put your value system on top of it. I'm a human being. I have a value system as well. You know, yes, you can get, you can go uh, dark with it when you talk about consequences to fully ex- fully expressed murder, for example. You know, is that full, fully fully ex- you know full expression of self? Right. Well, yeah, it is, and there's consequences to that. You know, and so I suppose it's not a, a, just in talking about the black and white. Like, it's not a pat answer. It's just a recognition that there are consequences to everything, and uh, I'm learning how to balance out the consequences of my actions and my intentions.
0: Tying that back to your project. Sure. It makes a lot of sense that on one hand you're being serious about it, but then you also have this sense of humor and there's no black and white there. There's a lot going on and there's sure it's, it's a lot of swirls of colors.
1: Yes. I I started off seriously. I started off and, and that you mean, you mean started off your project? I started off the project because at that time, I took life very seriously. Like Uh life, my life was straight up drama. And when I say drama, I don't mean like there was a lot of drama in my life. I'm saying like if you had to give it a genre, it was not a comedy drama. It was not a thriller. It was drama. It was humorless It was a series of actions that were happening that like You were supposed to do? That you were supposed to do, and oftentimes there was grief. And yes, there was an occasional bit of humor, Mm -hmm. but it needed to be balanced out. And I think that I've kind of been lucky and successful in finding some of that balance in a way that, because I was able to let go a little bit
0: of the drama, i could find the humor in it so let's talk about that finding humor in quote unquote serious tasks sure serious projects obviously someone's working on a project of their life as of right now let's say it might be hard for them to be humorous about it they might like automatically tend to be a little too serious unless their personality is such that they can just be light -hmm. light about it yes Now, do you know of any, like, clear and explicit ways of bringing humor into whatever you're doing that you consider serious? Do I know any clear and explicit ways of bringing humor into something serious? Figure that out, I'll ask. And if you don't, that's totally cool. No, I mean,
1: it's hard just because sometimes it's innate, right? Or it's like, you know, you've... I'll say this, a lot of the humor that I'm able to embody has come from like parents who would make jokes and be sarcastic often. My, and you know, it's skills that you develop over the years and you hone and you fine tune. But I also think it's when you reach a point of recognizing that it ain't that serious, that you could lose it all, that you are not a failure even if something else fails
0: that that
1: that, you know that you are always loved that you i think all of those things all of those that understanding that you are you know a fully complete being you know that you were that nothing is wrong on some level you can have fun with it
0: So, I mean, in in some ways, if you do anything in order to prove your worth,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: run the risk of failing. Yeah. Right? And And so then you will be very, very serious. A hundred percent.
1: And I think that's a good perspective because when I think about it, as you've said it, a lot of that was proving
0: to myself and to the world that I was worth something. So this is when you started that was like, okay, I want to prove to show the world how I'm capable of doing X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna show it so so you you can't help but be serious. Of course. And it's also subconscious. It's not you're not thinking I'm doing this, even right. though
1: you're doing it the whole time. Right. <laughs> you know. And
0: so when was it that it became this, oh, you know what? I can have I, I can relax a little. I can bring some humor in it, or did you just notice that that happened over time naturally? It
1: definitely was was incremental. It was okay. a definite. There, w- I, there was no like tipping point that was observable to me. Even though to my crew, for example, my cameraman, like he's like, "Oh my god, man! Like like now we're having fun. Like this is fun." Those first episodes were not fun, dude. Ugh. Like <laughs> you know, and that's a that's a good. Did they like, did they tell you what was different? Yeah, he was just like you're more engaging. You're 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 turning and and part of it I mean it's it's really the whole thing at the same time. You know, as I'm working on my own like self-worth issues and 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 self-love and all that kind of stuff, I'm also at the same time mastering my presence on camera mm-hmm. and then being able to let whatever's happening behind the camera or to behind me not affect me as I'm doing the work and engaging with the person that I'm engaging with and I'm becoming more present and I'm doing all of. So So it's, it's really all of it happening at the same time and it's different kinds of incremental advances. You know what I mean? And so then looking back, you're able to see like, oh, I really am kind of more engaging on camera, making jokes more, being my being fully self-expressed. Got you it. know? Got but it. it's really, it's built on that foundation of knowing there's no screwing up. Yeah, There yeah. may be things that don't happen in the way that I want them to happen. But, and again, this is an awareness that I have now.
0: This was not an awareness that I had during the process. And And it's very valuable for me and I'm guessing for the audience to just see that contrast, you know, sure. from before and after, because I can then go in and Evaluate my reality and say, "Okay, okay, I'm doing this project." Let's say I'm doing this podcast. Yes. am I doing this to prove to the world that I'm capable of something, or is there another reason? Is there is there a is there a different reason, or is there a mix of both? I was I'm so happy you said that. And and I would say there's a there's absolutely. probably a mix mix of both. I'll be the first to admit. Yeah, I mean, as you noticed earlier like I'm I'm being a perfectionist about this. There's probably some of that reasoning behind it, is like okay, better be good, you know, there's that. But the consequence of that is that you've got a good show.
1: You yeah. know, it's it's okay. So part of the fact that I'm able to have a show filmed in so many different places is is because I traveled a lot. Part of the reason I traveled a lot was because I was looking for myself because I had definite it challenges with self love and self worth. And so mm-hmm. in doing so I was able to create something beautiful and it does require, require all of it, all of that. Like we're not given those insecurities for nothing either. Right. We're There's not a purpose g- for those a hundred percent. Yeah. And so it allows us to, to have the drive when it may be absent because of the, uh, uh, in, in the face of the, the the carrot. You know, the carrot may not be the thing that motivates us. It might
0: be the fire on our tail, or whatever it is, right. you know what I mean? So in other words, if you're working on something and it, you consider it important, and you're taking very seriously, you might wanna lighten up, but if you if you're taking very seriously don't beat yourself over that fact either. I mean, you definitely have to be. There needs to be open to evolving and self compassion. Self compassion,
1: because you then will be serious about not being serious or being too serious. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're that kind of person that you know takes everything seriously. I'm you're be taking serious things about too being serious. More humorous. Yeah, right. And like yeah. that's really the the, the path to self flagellation. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say though is recognize that it is always continuous. Just because I'm speaking from a place of power right now in this moment doesn't mean that another challenging moment won't. It most certainly will come my way and I'll have to regroup and go back into and and use the tools
0: that I've got and add additional tools, you know? Ernest, thank you. So I want to summarize the things that we covered just real quick. Working on something, undertaking something that is bigger than you, we talked about that, how you're not alone in doing something, that really helps with actually giving that project a sense of, okay, it's not just me, that can, that's a good thing. Sure. We also talked about how you obviously don't want to take something too seriously, it has its purpose, but you want to find the balance between taking something seriously and having a sense of humor and actually... Playing with it, having a sense of play in it. Sure. We talked about that. We also talked about when you run into obstacles, then that's where your community, because it's bigger than you, comes comes to help out. Absolutely, taking small steps, and also uh, recognizing the wins. Yes, it's very important, right? Anything, uh, any parting words before we call this one off?
1: Man, I was going to say, just as you were recapping that, and I appreciate that recap, man. You are super organized in a way that I find encouraging. And I look forward to one day having an nth of your
0: (laughs) (laughs) organization. You can have all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I would say that flexibility, Mm -hmm. I didn't mention before, but Mm -hmm. flexibility, which comes out of having things not go right, having Mm -hmm. those challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start to see yourself like Elastigirl, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, able to like be super flexible, then you can, that adds to your, your play, you know, that adds to that, because you can kind of start doing cool things with that flexibility, you know? And it, it helps to also keep you from being so serious about whatever you're doing. That said, Again, folks can find out more about the show, Fly Brother with Ernest White II. Right now, again, it is on public television stations around the country. We will be debuting on Create TV, which is PBS's cable network, on April 10th. And check your local listings, or you can follow us uh, at flybrother.net for more information on uh, Instagram at Fly Brother, Twitter
0: at Fly Brother, and the Facebook page, I believe, is Fly Brother Fly. You got the names right and you reserved them. That's smart. Yes. (laughs) Ernest, this was a pleasure. Thank you, brother, for uh, joining me on this little journey. Thank you so much, man. It was always, it is always an honor and a pleasure to spend some time with you, bro. All right. Thank you so much for listening, all. Goodbye.